This audio presentation is brought to you by www.imaginationandfaith.com. To download this audio please visit our website or check out the podcast on the links in the description. God's Plan of Redemption God's plan of redemption for us is the most incredible, exciting, and amazing story ever told it is the story of the Creator of the universe, who so loved us He became us, and how He is transforming us into Himself, so that we are no longer the created, but the Creator no longer the made, but the Maker. The Gospel tells us how this is accomplished in the book of John, we read, In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God He was in the beginning with God all things were made through Him and without Him was not anything made that was made in Him was life and the life was the light of men. Here we see the Word was not only with God but was God and then personified. Let us continue, He was in the world and the world was made by Him, yet the world knew Him not it has been established He is the Word, for, the Word was made flesh and dwells within us. The Greek word translated among is the preposition in or within, John completes this statement as, He dwells within us full of grace and truth, John 1 1 1-18, suddenly now the name Jesus Christ is introduced into the narrative, and the secret is revealed, for grace and truth came through Jesus Christ so the word, full of grace and truth, is Jesus Christ he who was in the beginning with God and was God, now dwells in us, transforming us into himself that we may become as he is we are told, your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name if your maker is your husband, are you not his emanation, his wife, until the work that he began in you is brought to completion? In Genesis, we are told, woman came out of man, therefore, Man must leave father and mother and cleave to his wife until they become one flesh the man spoken of here is the word, out of whom all things come having come out of the word, we are his emanation, his wife, which he must cleave to until we become one body, one spirit, one Lord, one God and father of all how can we, the maid, be transformed into the maker. Through the story of the transformation. One of our great poets said. There is an inmost sense in us all. Where truth abides in fullness. To know consists of opening a way out of which the imprisoned splendor may escape which in effect is an exit for a light that is supposed to be without if grace and truth abide in jesus christ in their fullness and jesus christ is in you is not truth in you in its fullness your splendor is imprisoned within waiting to unfold himself in you and when he does you will tell it knowing not everyone will accept your story knowing your earthly parents as well as your educational financial and social background they cannot believe that God has unfolded Himself in you. But God did not just become you to the point where you are two, you and God. He left everything to become one with you. Although I am a male, what you see when you look at Neville is God's emanation, which is made. Regardless of your sex, you are God's emanation, yet His wife, for God is your husband, your Creator, called the Word. The same Word that was with God and was God, became you when, full of grace and truth, He clothed Himself in flesh. You can test him and find out for yourself that Jesus Christ is in you. I have tested him and know from experience that this presence who created the universe is my own wonderful human imagination. Called Jesus in the New Testament and Jehovah in the Old, his revealed name is I am. I am as he who is with God and as God I am as an eternally abiding presence. When I am imagining, God is acting, sending Jesus, for when you imagine, you send yourself into the world to fulfill what you have imagined. God has imagined Himself as you He has taken upon Himself a garment of flesh and blood for a purpose. Having sent Himself, God cannot return to Himself empty, but must accomplish His purpose and prosper in the thing for which He was sent God died in order to transform that which was His emanation into Himself. When God awoke within me there were not two of us, only one I am. I am He who had the experience. I am He who pushed that stone away and came out of my tomb. 
I am he who held the child in my arms and heard God's son call me father. I am he who experienced the complete severance when my body was torn from top to bottom. And when the dove descended and smothered me with love, I am he who experienced it. Jesus, your I am, is the word that was sent to transform you into himself. He is the creator of it all, for although you seem so limited and unable to create anything here, you can see everything made perfect in your imagination. You can imagine a state, remain faithful to it and it will be made alive for you. Now, if I am made everything and you know you imagined it before it appeared, and it appeared because you imagined it, then you have found Jesus Christ to be your own wonderful human imagination. I am interested in sports. I do not go to the races often, but I do enjoy watching the feature race on TV every Saturday. Last week a young jockey by the name of Angel Cordova was interviewed after winning the feature race. Wearing gay colors and looking almost like a circus clown, he was asked about his riding ability, and answered, the ability to ride has nothing to do with winning. It is all in feeling lucky. I could ride the best horse there is, but if I do not feel lucky he won't come in first. This chap came to the track feeling lucky. Was he not imagining that he was lucky when, at the end of the day, he took home maybe $10,000 just for running the race? He may not know that his ability to imagine and feel lucky is Christ, but it is, for by him all things are made and without him is not anything made that is made. The jockey imagined himself a lucky man. He would not have been lucky if he lost the race. Only by feeling lucky could he bring the horse in first. Anyone who has succeeded in applying this principle will have felt that same emotion, for feeling causes action, and no power can stop that action called Jesus Christ, the human imagination. John begins his prologue in the 18th verse as, No one has ever seen God, but his only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father he has made known. Our scholars claim that this Greek passage should have been translated thus, No one has ever seen God. He, no name to it, who is in the bosom of the Father has made him known. In the first verse of this first chapter of John it is established that the Word is Jesus Christ, who is one with God the Father. So we know that Jesus Christ is not the one in the bosom of the Father, so who is this only begotten? I have searched the scriptures and found him in the form of David. In fact, he can be found all through the Psalms, as that only one who can reveal you to yourself as God the Father. I can tell you this from now until the end of time, but you will not believe me with certainty until David stands before you and reveals you to yourself. Although, after this experience you will remain limited in your garment of flesh, you will know who you are. And you will continue to wear your garment of limitation until your ministry is over. Scholars have tried to estimate that ministry claiming it to be from a few months to 12 years. No one seems to go beyond 12 years, from the moment of resurrection to the end of the ministry. They are not referring to the physical birth from a woman's womb, but to the second birth out of the skull of man. Now let us return to the beginning, which is the word, the meaning behind the plan. That meaning was with God, and actually was God. By Him all things were made, and without Him was not anything made that was made. He was in the world. The world was made by Him yet the world knew him not. How many people today can pinpoint their success or failure to their imagination? The average man will say, John Brown did it, or the storm, or the president. Only a few will confess that their success or failure was created in their imagination. But I tell you, Christ in you creates your life, for you are all imagination and your imagination can be used for good or for evil. When you think of God as a man of imagination, you are recognizing the power behind the mask God wears. Rather than giving credit to the mask, praise the wearer, who is Christ. It is Christ who erupts from within us. It is Christ who comes out of the skull of the mask he wears. Christ is the one who bears the name I am, which is what the words Jesus, Joshua, and Jehovah really mean. When union is complete there is no one else, just you, and you are all alone. 
having cleaved to you, his wife, until you become one flesh, you are that one and only body, and in becoming one body there is only one spirit, for God's name and your name are now the same I am. When you think of another you say we are, but there is no other when you say I am. You are all alone when you awakened you are aware, therefore you are silently saying I am. You are aware of pushing the stone away and coming out of that tomb, and your awareness is I am. Truth is within us it takes no rise from outer things what here you may believe. To try to effect some entry from without cannot be, for truth comes from within. The world is blessed, but they do not know it and think they must earn salvation, however, it cannot be earned. Salvation is grace, which is God's gift of himself to every child born of woman. God died in the most literal sense of the word by forgetting that he was the one who created the universe. He had to do it in order to become you, the created. His love for you was so great he left all to cleave to, and become one with, you. And when his work is complete, God, now individualized, will awaken. I know, for I awoke to find myself completely entombed where the word, called the seed of God, fell. A seed must fall into the earth and die in order to be made alive, for unless it does it remains alone, but if it does, it bears much fruit God's fruit is to individually awaken as God himself. The first 18 verses of the first chapter of John is the prologue. If you will start with the first four verses, then skip a few verses which speak of John the Baptist, to the tenth verse, you will be able to weave the story together. The tenth verse begins, He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not do you know that imagination made the entire world? Do you know that a change in imagination will change the entire world? Do you realize that if you would begin to imagine something entirely different concerning your life instead of accepting that the so-called wise people say it must be, your world would rearrange itself to reflect the change? You, all imagination are in the world which you made, yet the world does not know that imagination made it. Now, the next couple of verses tell of the kind of birth which will be yours, born, not of blood or of the will of man, or of the will of the flesh but of God. Here we see an entirely different birth, which will take place in the one who finds imagination, believes in him, holds on to and trusts him implicitly. To prove that imagination causes change, you must first change your imaginal structure, and when your world outpictures your thoughts, you have found him. Then you will realize the truth of that 14th verse, for you will have found the one called the Word. Having become flesh, the Word is dwelling in you full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is not some historical being on the outside. He became flesh and dwells in us. Ten years ago this coming July, he who so loved me, his creation, took upon himself all of my afflictions, awoke in me, and when he did he was in another. Imagination is the light which is the life of every man. In the 18th verse, the name Father is used for the first time, no one has ever seen God, the only begotten who is in the bosom of the Father, he has made him known. It doesn't say who that begotten one is, but if you will wait, he will appear. And when you find David, you will know he is your son, and he, knowing you as his father, reveals you as God the Father. Then you will perform your ministry for the allotted time, whether it be a few months or years, before you take off your garment of flesh. No longer a part of this world, you will find yourself in the world of God, for being one with God you are part of that one body, one spirit, one Lord, one God and Father of all. Isn't that the most exciting story you could ever hear? That a man who, although finding it difficult to pay rent, buy food, and clothe his family, discovers he created this fabulous universe. That's the incredible story which every child born of woman is destined to fulfill. The creator of this world and all within it, so loved you he became you, bringing with him his plan of redemption, which will erupt to reveal you as God the Father. I am convinced that not one will fail. A warning is given in many passages of scripture that one must be watchful and not turn back, 
but there is no mention of an ultimate failure. Our priests accept this story as something that happened to another. They see Jesus as a Savior on the outside, but He is the eternal Word of God, full of grace and truth, who took upon Himself our garments of flesh and blood. Even though He dwells in us, He is abiding forever and will continue to do so, even though we turn back, for my word shall not return unto me empty. It must accomplish that which I purpose, and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. With the word being in you as God Himself, although you are free to turn aside, you will be brought toward your predetermined purpose, which is to make you Himself, so no one can fail. I cannot conceive of anything greater than this. No mystery story or play could even begin to compare to this concept. Here is a love so great that He died to give that love to His beloved, thereby giving it life, yet it does not even know that He exists. He is in the world, the world was made by Him, yet the world knows Him not. Man, walking the streets, is imagining the world around him, yet he is unable to recognize his own harvest. Let me tell you of two ladies who came to my meetings, one here on the West Coast and the other in New York City. Both ladies were financially embarrassed. They had no money and no one to turn to. All I asked them to do was assume the feeling of financial security. One lady immediately began to search for the feeling of security. Every day she imagined having all the money she needed to take care of her desires. Then one day she visited a friend, where she met a man she had known intimately 30 odd years ago. When he learned she was penniless, he set up a trust fund for her, providing her with more than she needed to live graciously. When the other lady heard the story she, too, began to assume she had plenty. She told me that in the matter of one week, money began coming in. What did they do? They used their human imagination. I tell you, all things are created by Jesus Christ. Without Him there is not a thing made that is made, be it good, bad, or indifferent. It is Jesus Christ who kills, makes alive, wounds, and heals. If He could not kill or wound, He is not a Creator. If Jesus, the I Am, is absolute as a Creator, then He has to create everything. We are told in the 32nd, chapter, of Deuteronomy, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal and none can deliver out of my hands who else could kill but the Creator? Who else could heal or wound? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, not as you were trained to believe, but as your very self. Pray to some statue or picture on the wall, and you are praying to that which is dead. Nothing on the outside is alive, for life is within. The Word became flesh and dwells in you. If this is true, then you should find out where He is and how to reach Him. Is He your human imagination? Test Him and see. When I was told I could not get out of the island of Barbados I said to myself, all things are possible to Christ who became me and dwells in me, so right now I believe I have the passage. Feeling the ticket in my hand, I walked up the gangplank and onto the ship, within a few hours the company called, and I sailed just as I imagined I would, if Jesus Christ makes all things, then he made that passage available to me, I tested him, and now I know exactly who he is, he is my own wonderful human imagination. Now, I tell this to everyone who will listen. I do not get acceptance from many, because they still want to believe in and pray to a little Jesus on the outside. In my vaudeville days my dancing partner had a picture she called Jesus. Wearing very thick grease paint, she would kiss that picture three or four times a day for good luck. And when she could no longer see the face she would tear the picture up and get another one just like it. That was her little Jesus Christ. She is not alone, hundreds of millions of people believe in an external Christ, and therefore are unable to believe my words. I urge you to commit those 18 verses of the first chapter of John to memory for everything is woven there. They are the prologue, the preface to the plan. The play begins with the 19th verse and ends with the 20th chapter, leaving the 21st chapter as the epilogue. Read the words carefully and you will see that Jesus Christ is the Word, 
full of grace and truth. That word dwells in you. You do not have to look for truth on the outside, for grace erupts suddenly from within. The world will never see the word through your garment of flesh, but you will know that God kept his promise when God's plan of redemption unfolds itself from within. Now let us go into the silence.